Awesome. Well, welcome, guys. I'm super excited to have you here today. I'm excited about today's session. Uh, this is something I'm, I'm totally passionate about, which is um, really planning and, and setting goals and putting processes in place to, to really take your agency to the next level. Um, something that, that Dean and I always did from, from day one was we set quarterly goals, annual goals. We broke them down by month, and we had a stopping point where at the end of each month at the end of each quarter, we reflected, okay, here's what we wanted to do. Here's what we wanted to accomplish. Did we get there or did we not? We found that by doing that on a consistent basis and developing a ritual around it, uh, we were really able to consistently move ourselves forward. And so that's what this is. This whole process is helping you have that stop point to set your goals, to set your targets, and to have a reflect point where you can share with me, you can share with the rest of the members, kind of what's went, what went right, what went wrong. And um, you know, I, I really believe if you fail the plan, then you're planning to fail. And so this gives you the opportunity to, to carve out you know, an hour, an hour and a half, put a really clear plan in place, and know that you've got a strategy that you're working and that you're working to take yourself to the next level. So, so I'm super pumped. Uh, I just want to spend a little bit of time getting to know you guys a little bit better. I see we've got Chris, we've got Gareb, we've got Gogo, we've got Neil. What's up, man? I'm going to see you in a couple minutes again at, at 2. Uh, we've got Shane, we've got Tyler. So, so a great group, and I know a lot of people are still logging in. Uh, if I didn't call you by name, it's not because um, you're not important. It's just because I, you know, I, wanted, I want to kind of get into the, get into the training. But first thing I want to hear is what niche you're working in. You know, if you're part of this whole seven-figure agency model, um, I'm going to talk a, lot, a little bit about it today. But really, you've already kind of bought into the idea being niche-focused is where it's at. Um, and with a niche, you can develop marketing that, that kind of is attractive to the people in that niche. You can develop systems to fulfill for your clients and get them great results. And you can grow. So I'd love to hear from you guys in, in the chat. This is going to be, this is going to be interactive. Um, what niche are you working on? Like, what what niche are you in in your agency? Had a great group. If I didn't if I didn't acknowledge you, it's because you're you're about two minutes late. So I, I, I try to acknowledge everybody that was on, and I see a lot of people have come in. Okay, so um, Neil's focused on remodelers. Um, let's see. I'd love to hear from you know Chris Clifford. What's up, man? Thanks for joining us. Um, go go. What niche, Tyler, what niche are you guys targeting within your, your digital marketing agencies? So, so Gaurav is focused on hospital, hospitals? Okay, awesome. Um, hear from at least one more of you. Again, to the extent that you're laser focused on a niche, um, everything I'm going to talk about is, is effective. To the point that you're not, you're just going to be generalist. It becomes really hard to get scale. Okay, so GoGo is small medical practices. Clifford's focusing on restaurants. That's awesome. And I know you published a book, and, and that's, that's exciting stuff. Um, let's see. GoGo's focused on small medical practices. Awesome. So it just kind of gives me a sense. The more I know you, the better we can develop a plan together, the more I can help move you, you, move you forward. So thanks for helping me out with that. Um, the second question is what you're charging on a monthly basis. So I know some of you are going medical. Some of you are going you know, dentistry. Some of you are going after restaurants. Like, what's your average monthly fee uh, for your client base? Um, I'd love to get a sense of that because, you know, we're going to use these raw materials to develop your plan. And so I'd love to hear from you in comments. You know, on average, ideally, what are you charging on a, on a monthly basis? I got I to, like, acknowledge that there's a little bit of a gap between when I ask a question and when you guys have a chance to respond. Um, 
Okay, so Neil's at like the $1,500 to $3,000 a month range. Uh, Shane's going $997, so kind of starting at, at a good threshold. Uh, Chris is $1,200 to $2,400. Go, go, going after the small medical practices at about $3,000 to $5,000 uh, per month. Great. All right, so you guys are, are kind of like in the right sweet spot. Clifford's going 1000 to 1250 with ad spend, which I think is, is great in the in the restaurant marketing space that you're that you're targeting. Gaurav doesn't have any clients in the niche yet. So um, what what are you planning to charge? I just want to make sure that you, you're kind of, you know, you know you need to be charging monthly recurring and you know that it probably needs to be north of $1,000 per month. That way you can start to get some momentum and, you know, that's where the snowball starts to happen within your, within your agency. Um, the next question is, how many clients do you serve? You know, this kind of gives me a sense of where you're at. You know, I know we've got, we've got people like, like Jimmy that are serving hundreds of clients. We've got people like, um, like Gorev who just said he's just getting started in his niche. He's starting to build some momentum. And again, I ask these questions so I can get to know you a little bit. Um, and so I can make sure that what I'm sharing in this planning session is congruent. All right, so Shane's got 12 in his niche and then 30 outside. Awesome. So you get a nice little agency going there. Um, Antonio has four. Um, Dean, what's up, man? Glad to see you on with us today. Um, he's going to be at about $900 to $2,000 per month and getting what he can right now. Um, all right, so we get, we've got a nice you know, distribution. Some people are just getting started. Some people you know, kind of farther along the path. And I appreciate you guys spending a couple minutes chiming in with me here and kind of giving me a sense of where you're at. Um, you know, I don't do this just to be interactive, but I find interactive is a lot more entertaining for me and it's a lot more beneficial for you than just sitting and hearing me drone on for an hour and a half about planning and strategy. Um, I want to make this as, as targeted to you as possible. So Chris says we have over 250 uh, clients, but they're, they're kind of all over the place. Right? So your thing is, you know, kind of taking what you have, keeping it going and then building on your, your niche focused model. I think you're making great strides along those uh, those lines. So I, I, I'm trying to work on models and things that, that kind of can help um, frame where you're at, where you're going, and the kind of the, the struggles you're going to face and how you can get around those struggles. And so what I find is, um, you know, there's really these, these five places you can be within your agency. The first is startup, right? And when you're in startup, you don't have any clients. Um, there's no recurring revenue. And, and Really, the, the struggle you have is there's no money coming in, and it's all up to you. Right? Usually in that startup phase, you're the person selling the client, fulfilling the work, um, doing the marketing for yourself, doing the marketing for your clients. It's exciting because it's like, okay, I got this new thing, and I've got this new idea. I'm going to go out and execute it. Um, but it's also um, very, very stressful because you've got to do everything yourself. From there, you kind of move to you move to like a struggle, right, where – you know, you, you get your first handful of clients, let's call it five or six clients. Uh, maybe you get to like $10,000 per month. And usually within that struggle phase, it's because two things. Uh, first of all, you're just barely making enough money to pay the bills. Um, you certainly don't have enough money to have much of a team. So it's all on you. And most of the focus in that struggle phase is getting clients. And then from there, I find people start to enter into this, this scale phase. Like when you get to $15,000 to $50,000 per month in recurring revenue, the, the, the model changes, right? You go from being um, you know, just worried about money to being worried about fulfilling and retaining for the client base. 
Um, and you start to have enough financial resources, it's like, okay, hey, I can invest a little bit more in actual strategic marketing. I can start to develop a little bit of a team to help me build my, you know, my agency as well as a little bit of a team to fulfill so I don't have to do it all myself. But there's a lot of focus at that scale phase on putting systems in place and, and building, building a team. Oops. From there, you, cut, you move to success, right? And I feel like you start to, to be successful at about $50,000 per month in recurring revenue. Depending on what you charge, it's going to be somewhere between $25,000 and $50,000 per month in recurring revenue. And at that success phase, you know, you've got the revenue coming in. You obviously have some systems and procedures in place in order to um, not have to do it all yourself from a sales and marketing perspective. But really where I want you guys all to get, and really this is the vision for Seven Figure Agency, and really the reason we named it this is I want to get you guys to seven figures because when you get to seven figures, you know, there's, there's financial abundance, there's systems and procedures, so there's freedom, and there's also significance, right? Because at, at seven figures, you've got a niche, you've positioned yourself, you've got lots of clients with a significance in terms of money that you make, but you're retaining clients, you're getting them great results, and so you can feel good about what you're doing, the impact that you're having in the community. And so really, that's long-term where I want to see all of you guys, whether you're at startup, struggle, scale, or success, I want to get you to that seven-figure point so you can have the significance, the financial freedom, the um, the personal freedom, and the, and the impact that you're having within your marketplace. So just real quick in comments, tell me where you're at, right? on this scale, and it's not just financial, sometimes you could be at like at $50,000 per month in recurring, but it's all on you, right? You're still selling all the clients, you're still doing all the work, you're still completely stressed, so the money's there, but the, the personal freedom isn't. So just in comments, kind of tell me where you're at in terms of your, your agency growth evolution. All right, so Clifford is at, at startup. Um, I gotta mind my, mind my pause here. Neil's at scale, awesome, congratulations. It's a fun, it's a funner place to be than, than startup for sure. Um, Calvin Smith, startup, Dean, definitely startup. Yep, but you're making progress. You're, you got a lot of fundamentals in place. Um, Go goes in struggle, so kind of getting past that initial point. Um, Gorev is startup in the niche. I know you've got a successful business ready, but now it's like building this um, niche focused. Awesome, so thanks for kind of connecting me with, with me on this. Again, I, I think that models um, really help you kind of see where you're at, but like kind of where you go next and how you can grow and how you can evolve. Um, and you know, this is something that's, that's an ongoing iterative process. So right now we're building a 90 day plan and that's going to get us to the next, hopefully to the next level in this process. But you know, you don't get to significance in 90 days, right? You, you think with the big picture, the vision where you want to go, and then you break it down into annual and quarter goals. And so that's where we're at right now. Is, is getting to that, um, that quarterly, quarterly plan. So what I wanna do now is, is just spend a little bit of time reflecting on, on the third quarter, right? How did it go? You know, it's one thing to set goals, right? And we wanna set goals and plan, we gotta be future focused, but if you don't know in your heart and in your, your personal being that there's gonna be a stop point where you, you reflect, and I set the goal, but did I hit it? Um, sometimes it starts to feel like it was just a waste of time, right? You wrote it down, you, you kind of got excited about it, and then you moved on. Um, and this, you know, this was really important for me and Dean. We
we, we, we carved out the time, just like you're doing right now, to reflect. And so I just want to spend a couple minutes kind of reflecting and celebrating the wins and then evaluating, evaluating what went wrong and how it could have been better. So just real quick, love to hear from you in the comments box. What did you set out to accomplish? Um, what did you accomplish? And really, what was your biggest win? I want to hear from a couple of you guys. You know, what was your biggest win for the quarter? And did you hit your targets or, or miss your targets? And regardless, you set a target, you missed it. That's a muscle that you're developing, right? Sometimes you set a target and you miss it. And that's, that's kind of par for the course. Really where you can get momentum, you can get traction, is when you start to get good at setting a target, actually doing the work necessary to make it happen, and then actualizing the accomplishment of that. And that's, that's a process, it's a muscle that has to be developed, and that's what you're doing. So even if you set a target and you missed it, um, you're still making progress and you're still making things happen. So I want to hear from you guys. Uh, you know, share me, at least put in here what your biggest win for the last quarter was. All right, so Clifford says he created a lead magnet, gathered 100 leads into his inbox. Awesome. Um, we've got a pretty good group here with us, so I'd love to hear from more of you guys. Um, at least something. You know, it could have not been, I sold 12 clients, but maybe you maybe you set up an email campaign or maybe you set up a lead magnet. I want to hear from you guys because what you focus on expands. So if all you do is focus on the fact that you, you, know, you didn't get any progress, um, you didn't close any new clients, well, then that's what you're going to focus on. You're going to get more of that as opposed to if you think about, man, I did this and I made this happen. That, that moves you into a positive state, which is where things start to happen and traction starts to happen. Uh, okay, so Clifford's Q4 is nurturing and closing. Somebody else, um, Annie, Antonio, Calvin, Dean, somebody post a win in here. I want to hear about a win. Okay, so Antonio decided on his niche. He created his logo and his website. And it's going to have all that done this week. So that's, that's great progress. It's a, it's a tangible marketing asset that you can use. Neil says he didn't hit his niche targets, but hadn't committed to, to a niche. As, uh, didn't, Neil says, didn't hit my niche targets, but set up my lead magnet and webinar. Great. So that gives you some great things that you can tap into. Chris, need to niche to scale, but haven't committed to a niche. So you need to, like, maybe this is the time, right? Choose the niche in Q4. Make sure that you're hitting all strides going into 2019. Um, Garev started focusing on recurring revenue and getting out of the, the one-off project model. Um, GoGo set up some create, uh, set out to create new profit center to launch a new brand for September. Missed it, that's okay. Uh, fired some mediocre clients and crafted a new business model. Awesome. So now we've spent a little bit of time focusing on, on some wins and there are some, some great wins from you guys. So thank you, thank you for sharing. So, you know, there's a, there's a great quote by Brian Tracy, and that quote is, success is goals, all else is commentary. He's got, he's got like thick books just on goal setting, goal achievement. I'm a big fan of Brian Tracy's, and um, this really resonates with me. You know, we get so busy day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, quarter-to-quarter, year-to-year with all of the activities that we do, and some of them are personal, some of them are drama, some of them are business-related, and... We get, we get stressed out. We don't get progress. And really, all you have to do is get back to your goals. Get clear on where you're looking to go. Because without clarity in goals, it's almost like you're, you're out at sea in a sailboat and there's no wind and you're stagnant. There's no movement. But to the extent that you can look 
forward 30 days or 90 days, and that's what we're doing right now, set a quarterly plan that serves as the wind in your sails. Really, when you get clear on goals and you build a plan, you, you, you're you creating your own wind, you're creating your own momentum, which can and will move you forward. So I think you guys have probably all heard this Harvard study. Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but uh, back in 1997, Harvard did a, they did a study of, of people and um, uh, of graduates and they asked question, how many of you guys had clear specific goals? And 84% of them had no goals. So they were graduating from Harvard and they were just kind of like, we're going to go finish school and whatever happens to us is going to happen. Um, 13% had clear goals, but they weren't written down. And 3% of the graduates had clear written goals. They had a written plan and they, they, you know, they had figured out what it was that they wanted to accomplish and how they were going to make it reality. And what's interesting, the result on this is the 13% of the class who had written goals were earning on average two times as much as the 84% that had no goals. But what's even more staggering is that the 3% who had clear written goals were earning on average 10 times as much as the other 97%. And so that's why we're doing this today. That's why goals are so important. And I want to encourage you and I want to congratulate you for taking the time, right? Planning isn't the sexiest topic. Writing out goals isn't like the most exciting thing you can do, but it really is the most powerful thing that you can do. And it positions you for success. So that's why we do this on a quarterly basis. That's why we stop on a monthly basis to make sure we can tap into the power of this whole subconscious movement of our, of our businesses and our personal lives forward. So this is the high level framework we like to tap into, um, have clear written goals and a plan. We want at least a one-year goal, a quarterly goal, and then monthly goals. So right now we're focused on the quarterly, which we're breaking down into the monthly, monthly goals. And of course, you have to have the stopping point at the beginning of each new period, at the end of each new period to reflect, right? So last quarter we did this, we set goals, we built the plan for those of you that were part of it. Um, and, and we spent a couple minutes reflecting. I'd like to have you spend even more time reflecting, like really pull up your sales retention tracking sheet, pull up the marketing plan that you built, and then just do an audit. Like write yourself, this is what I set out to do, and this is what I actually did. There's power in doing that, and we, we, we did a little bit of it. I'd like to see all of you go even a little bit deeper on that front. So right now, what I want to do is spend a couple minutes thinking about the next 90 days, right? If we can just project forward, and it's December 31st, 2018, if everything goes according to plan, right? If, if you know, the marketing you're trying to do, the sales process you're trying to implement, the, um, the client acquisition strategies, if it all worked out according to plan, how much monthly recurring revenue would you have? How much would you be charging on average? And how many clients would you be serving in order to make that a reality? So, I mean, be realistic. If you're selling one client a month, then you know, maybe you could sell two or three. If, you, if you're selling like five or six, then maybe it's, it's seven or eight. But realistically, in the next three months, based on where you're at today, where would you like to be? How much recurring revenue and how many clients would you be serving? So I sent out a worksheet. If you don't have it, you know, just write it on a, on a scrap piece of paper. And then I'm going to have you guys put this into the sales retention tracking sheet so you can really flesh this out and have a tracking mechanism to hold yourself accountable. So I know a lot of you guys were just getting started, 
some of you guys have pretty well established you know programs so it's hard for me to you know, like really drill too too deep on this but I really want you to be able to say with confidence at the end of December I'm going to have whatever it is 12,000 30,000 75,000 in monthly recurring my average client value is going to be about 1500 1000 whatever the number is and this is the number of clients that I'm going to serve so I'm not going to ask you guys to post this in comments because this might be a little bit more personal but I want you to have it like literally you should know this is what you're striving for this is what the best sales business organizations in the world do they have clarity of goals and clarity of plans so do you know your number I just want you to post in comments yes or no um, yes I know my number um, no you know I'm gonna work on it a little bit later awesome so Anthony says yes want to hear a yes from you guys Neil Brown yes Calvin Smith yes um, go go yes know the number okay good I want you guys all to know because that's that's kind of like the fundamental thing and really what I want to encourage all of you guys to do is update your sales and retention tracking sheet so this is just a uh, you know if you've been with us I started this process in 2018 with you but if you're just entering midstream um, this is a it's a it's an Excel sheet or a Google sheet document where you break down every single month of the year you have a goal for the month and you have a Delta which is basically the difference between what you wanted to do and what you actually accomplished and then there you track here's how much I sold and here's how much I lost because there's gonna be at a certain level you lose some clients as you grow right hopefully you're selling more than you're losing and that's how you continue to see momentum so if you if you've already started this um, I want you to update it um, if if you've never done it before I want you to you know grab that sheet duplicate it for yourself and build a shell for Octo uh, October November December and it's a very powerful tool for helping you track along where you're going to end up right and so this is the tracking piece the other piece is really building the plan and building the strategy but um, I want you guys all to start here so Dean Dean put in this very specific number he's going to get ten thousand dollars per month a thousand average ten clients by December 31st I'm going to hold you to that I'm excited I know that you're you're getting momentum so keep up the great work um, Chris says yes and not unrealistic I'd like to add eight thousand dollars per month in recurring revenue by the end of the year beautiful and and you know I, I really want to encourage you guys having the sales and retention tracking sheet and using it on a consistent basis can be a game changer um, one of the, the guys I work closely with is Brian Kaskavalshian from G4 marketing group um, he runs a he runs a marketing agency for like roofing and remodeling companies and he's been around for you know going on seven 17 years in this space so he was more direct mail and now he's, he's added other things but he grew to a certain level he grew to about you know like sixty thousand dollars per month in recurring revenue and was just shy of seven figures but he kind of stagnated literally for like a seven-year window where he got to that point he was making like sixty seven thousand dollars per month and it was enough to, to be happy it was enough to pay the bills uh, but it really wasn't enough to like live his desired lifestyle and you know drive the nice car live in the nice house and so working with him and trying to figure out what the stuck point was he just lost track of of goals right it was like he got into the status quo rhythm and he wasn't pressing towards new client growth he wasn't pressing and building a new plan on a quarterly basis and we, we did this process we built a sales retention tracking sheet we built the plan and over the last couple of years 
uh, Brian went from you know about seventy thousand dollars per month to I was just talking with him um, last you know last month, and he's he's going to do like two point five million dollars this year, and kind of you know a lot of things went into it, but one of the key things was just putting a, a mechanism in place for his whole team to say, all right, here's where we're going, right? Here are the targets and stopping looking at the sales retention tracking sheet and seeing did we hit our goal, did we not, what do we need to change going forward? So there's really a lot of power in this process. So now let's dive into the plan piece, right? Because you can have great goals and goals, you know, they're just kind of fun. It's just interesting to have them. But without a plan to execute the goal, you know, it's just going to be a goal that you wrote that doesn't get accomplished. So I want to talk a little bit about the seven-figure plan. I've been working with models. This is going to be a very crude model. Initially, my intention was to was to hand draw it. Uh, but if any of you guys have ever seen me draw before, I've got the worst handwriting in the world. So I tried to build this into a, a PowerPoint to kind of illustrate the model and, and kind of get you guys clear on. These are really the pieces that need to go in play to build a seven-figure agency and to move your, your company forward. So like I said, we looked at that pyramid, right? Some of you guys are at struggle. Some of you guys are, you know, at, at uh, you know, the various points. And really what I want you guys all to get is to scale. Scale is seven figures where you've got a team, you've got a, a business that's operating without you having to do everything. So at scale, really what you get, you get money, right? You get the, the financial abundance that you need in order to pay your bills, live your desired lifestyle, whatever that means for you whether that's living in a nice house, driving a nice car, being able to go on vacations, being able to support your, you know, your local charity or your local church. Um, freedom, I'm going to talk about what it takes to build freedom into your agency because who cares how much money you make, right? I mean, ultimately, if you have to do it all yourself and you constantly are working like 68 hours per week and you're getting, you're getting fatter and you're getting you know, just bogged down, there's no, there's no joy in that, right? Really, you want to have freedom and you want to have impact, right? You want to feel like what you're doing serves a purpose and you're actually helping people and you're actually, you know, doing something of value in the community. And so I don't know what those three are for you, but for me, you know, I have two kids. I've got a, I've got a two-year-old and I've got a, a five-year-old. He's actually going to turn five this weekend. And I'm married. I, I, you know, I've been married for, for the last 15 years. I love my wife. And I love, I love my life, but really the, the, the reason I wanted to scale my agency and get out of the J-O-B and get out of like an agency where I did it all myself was so that I could, I could do that, right? I could spend time with my kids. I could go on family vacations. We've been going on one vacation per month this year to various areas, cruises, beach vacations, having a lot of fun. Um, I bought my, my dream house with my family this year. We bought a nice place in Palmetto Bay and... For me, that, that, was, that was the purpose, right? That's why I wanted my agency to scale. And really, all, you know, I think that as you get clear on your why and why you want to get to where you're going, um, that's, that's when you can put the plan in place and actually put the effort to get the work done. So I'd love to hear from you guys. What's your, what's your driving purpose? What's your why? Um, and I want to pause there because without being clear on why, right, None of the plans, none of the activities actually happen. So what's your, what's, your, what's your purpose? Why do you want your agency to grow? Why do you want to build a, a business that's in, that can really truly scale? It's always awkward. I always feel like at this moment where I'm like, is anyone going to respond? But I know that you will. I trust you guys. Somebody. 
Chris wants to build it so that he can so that he can sell and retire and have the financial abundance. Calvin wants the freedom to be able to buy whatever he wants. That's, that's nothing wrong with that. Antonio wants freedom so he can travel, he can have the dream car, he can spend time with his kids. Awesome. And Dean, I know you're an adventurer. He wants to go camping. He wants to scuba dive. He wants to go surfing all over the world. Awesome, man. I, I know it's there for you. Um, Gloria wants to build something so she could sell it. Clifford wants to have an impact, right? He wants to help small businesses. He wants the freedom to work from from wherever. So kind of that lifestyle business, but still having an impact and still doing good. Um, Gogo wants freedom to forget about money and build the the dream life and build my dream life in school. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah, it's nice not to have to worry about the money, right? If it, at a certain point, I promise you, once you get to to significance. And, and even really at success level, when you're making $50,000 per month, if you put systems in place, you know, money is a lot less of a concern, right? There's enough money to pay the bills, to do a lot of really cool stuff and not have to stress out about it. Um, Neil, freedom, financial and time. So freedom to, to be able to buy what he wants, freedom to have the time. And, um, and Anna, travel with the kids, financial freedom for me and my kids. Awesome. I appreciate you guys engaging in this. You know, I don't want to get too woo-woo or too like metaphysical, but really, if you don't spend some time connecting with your reason and your why, you know, you don't do the work effort necessary. So thank you for engaging with me on that piece of it. And so let's talk about the, the elements that go into making that happen and really the seven-figure agency plan. So so really, first of all, you have to get clients, right? That's like the the number one piece at the beginning of your agency, you have to be able to get clients in order to get the money, right? Once you can consistently get clients, getting money isn't that big of an issue. You gotta fulfill for the clients. So you gotta get the work done in a way that gets results, but also um, doesn't require you to do everything, right? Otherwise, you're not gonna have the freedom. You're gonna constantly need to do all of the work. And then you have to retain long-term, right? If you can't retain the clients, then you're going to be on a treadmill. You're going to take one step forward or maybe two steps forward and one step back. So really what we have to do is we build our plan and we think long-term to get to scale. We've got to, we've got to have something that helps us get clients on a consistent basis, fulfill our services without having to do it all ourselves, and retain clients long-term. So I'm going to, draw, I'm going to dive into each of these, starting with, with, you know, you have to fill your funnel. To get clients, you have to have a strategy that gets customers coming to you on a consistent basis. You have to build authority within your niche, or you have to have it so that people look at you like, okay, this guy knows or this gal knows what they're doing and can get me the results. And you have to have some level of sales mastery, right? You have to be able to get in front of your prospects, take them through a consultative sales process, and get the business, right? You get those three main projects down in your digital marketing agency, you're gonna be able to get the clients. And at that point, money isn't that big of an issue because you have enough money coming in every month to pay, to pay the bills and to, and to live the, the lifestyle. The second piece is to fulfill, right? So in order to fulfill, you've got to choose the model, right? You've got to make sure that you've got a model that's, that's built to succeed and it's, it's built to win. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, you have to package and systematize. So I think Chris is one of those that you've got all of these clients, you've got all of these different things, and it's like you're reinventing the wheel every single time, where to really fulfill in a way that doesn't require you to do everything, you truly have to be in, in like one or two centralized niches, and you have to package it in a way that it can be systematized so that it's turnkey. I get the client. This is what we do for them. 
This is the service that we fulfill. This is who does what so that it can get done consistently and well without having to reinvent the wheel every single time. And then we have to develop a team, right? Whether for you, and I asked this in the group recently, do you want a virtual team? Do you want a, um, you know, or do you want a physical team? Like in my company, I've got a team of people here at my office. Um, it really doesn't matter to me whether it's a, a virtual team. There's all kinds of great virtual talent. I'm tapping into the power and the, the opportunity of, of you know, virtual people. I've got a, guy, a couple guys in India that are just phenomenal, and the cost of, of working with them is cheap. But the fact is, if you don't build some type of team, there will be no freedom in your agency. If you don't have systems, there will be no freedom because you personally will have to do the work. So you have to start to get talented in developing the skills of developing a team. And then in order to retain the clients, right? So the biggest piece is getting the clients and getting them to stay with you long-term month after month. Um, a couple things that will really help with that, three key projects is first, a strong kickoff. You have to make sure that you kick the relationship off in such a way that they're like, wow, um, this is the right company, right? Send them a welcome basket, have a structured onboard process, have a series of emails that go out that really cement the relationship and make them feel confident that they're in the right place right out of the gates. You have to develop a, a really good communication rhythm. So that's your monthly reporting, your monthly review process, your quarterly planning, right? So that they feel like, okay, I know what's happening every single month. I see the results that are happening and I feel confident that I'm in the right place. I'm not just spending money in a void, but I'm putting money into a program that is working and moving my company forward. And the third piece is you have to have a mechanism to seed the vision. And this is something we've struggled with in our agency because we get clients, they stay with us for a year, year and a half. And if, if we don't see division for where we're going to go next, they churn, right? There's so many people coming after them trying to get their attention. Uh, and for us, it's Scorpion Owner Space is extremely aggressive. Um, there's all kinds of companies that are now specializing in plumbing and HVAC, which is totally fine. But the onus is on us as agency owners to make sure that the client sees the vision, where they're going to go next, right? If you took them from half a million to a million, they need to know, okay, well, how are we going to get to two million? And if you're doing SEO and website for them, what are you going to do next? How are you going to tap into Facebook ads? How are you going to tap into other avenues to help keep them growing? So I find that when you've got those three elements in play and you've really got a clear process to see the vision, you can retain the clients long-term. So that, you know, I thought this was a, a, you know, a nice way to kind of paint the big picture I really believe that when you have these three core elements and these other secondary elements working and firing in all cylinders, you can get to scale within your digital marketing agency. You get to that seven-figure agency level and beyond. So I want to ask you guys, what do you need the most help with in your agency? Is it getting more clients? Is it fulfilling the service with, you know, with systems and, and not having to do it yourself? Or is it within the retention part? Um, so put post in there, where do you need the most help right now in your agency? So for Neil, it's getting clients. Gorev, getting clients. Calvin, getting clients. Antonio, fulfilling the service. Chris, getting clients in the niche. Dean, getting clients. And so, you know, that's right now getting clients, structuring systems for GoGo. Perfect. So, I mean, that's that tends to be the case, right? Depending upon where you're at, right? A lot of you guys are in that um, startup struggle scale phase. 
At that point, really, it's got to be about getting the clients. But just know long term, it, it only serves you so much to get a client if you don't have the systems in the package. It only serves you so much if you don't have a process to retain on a consistent basis. So, you know, that being the case, I think what we should focus on right now for our Q3 plan to really close the year strong, um, we need to make sure we get the right model. So I'm going to spend a little bit of time making sure we've got the, the right model to, to really grow and to really scale. Um, how to fill the funnel, because I think that's the biggest part. And for me, filling the funnel is getting prospects into your world without having to chase them down via, via cold calling. And Dean is on the other end, like shaking his head, like, yeah, yeah, if we can figure that out, that would be, that would be awesome. Um, and then number three is, is building your authority. So that, you know, I find that when, you, when you've got authority with a funnel that you can put people into, prospects come into your world, they raise their hands, and they really come in pre-positioned to buy. So that's, that's what we're going to, um, that's what we're going to focus on. And so Chris also said he's got strong fulfillment and retention. He knows how to do that, but if he can fill the funnel and get clients, you know, that's, that's what would have the biggest impact within his niche. So the first phase is, is to choose your model. And, and we talked about this a little bit. Most of you guys have already got a niche. Most of you guys have already um, kind of committed to monthly recurring revenue. So really the key things here that I want you guys to, to focus on and really consider is the, is the rule of ones. And this is a concept, a lot of these concepts were brought to me by um, Taki Moore, who um, is a millionaire coach program. And, um, and Clay Collins from Lead Pages. And really what they say is like the power of, of ones. The fastest way to grow your agency to seven figures and beyond really is to focus on one targeted niche, one lead generation strategy, one conversion mechanism, have one core program that you sell people into, and really remain committed to it for a complete year. So. What I see a lot of people do and really why they why they struggle is they've got multiple niches, right? So you guys are already ahead of the game. You're in one focused niche. One lead generation strategy. And you want one lead generation strategy that, that's tight, where you know I can put people in and I can have leads come out down at the bottom. And a lot of people have what Ryan Dice would refer to as half-built bridges from a Digital Marketer. They start a opt-in funnel. They start a Facebook ad campaign. They start an appointment funnel. Uh, they start a webinar strategy, and none of them are complete to the point where they're generating the result, right? So what I want you to do is focus on one. Get it done. Get it producing leads for you on a consistent basis. And once that's working, then start to build the others. One conversion mechanism, which for you guys is a consultative sales process, where you get them on the phone, you talk to them, you show them where there's room for improvement, and, and you close the business, right? Don't try and sell a program. Don't try and sell directly on webinar, the actual sale. Your sales conversion mechanism really should be one-on-one -on -one strategy sessions. One program, you know, and that, you know, that main program could be like, you know, SEO and social media, SEO and pay-per-click, but really not having a la carte services where I'll do a website, I'll do a pay-per-click, I'll build a, a landing page, I'll do a, a mobile website, right? A la carte is the way to like, work yourself to death with no money. Have a structured program people buy into on a monthly recurring basis. And then commit to it for a year. And this is one of the things I see a lot of people miss is that they'll be like, yeah, I'll do a niche. Yeah, I'll, I'll do some prospecting. But three months later, like, I gotta rethink this niche or I gotta change what I'm doing here. To the extent that you add 
two or three to any of these areas, you double the amount of time it's going to take for you to get to your target of a million dollars. Does that make sense? Do you have any questions? I would love to get your feedback on this rule of, of ones and how it applies to you within your, your digital marketing agency. So Dean says the, the big challenge is figuring out the one lead gen strategy is gonna be is gonna be big. Absolutely. You can narrow that down to one and like really work it on a consistent basis. I think that's gonna have a big a big impact. So Gloria, I'm trying to figure out which one to run and which one's gonna be the most effective. Gloria, it works for me, but I can see getting distracted with other things. So for you, it's because yours are built, right? And I'm not saying you should only do one lead gen. You know, you know me, I'm, I'm like nine different strategies, multiple streams of lead flow and positioning generate leads. So I'm not saying not to do multiple things. I'm saying make sure that you build one that's complete, right? So that there's one lead magnet you can add people to that you can promote. And you know that when they opt in for that, they're going to get a series of emails and it's going to move them to strategy session, right? Build that and get it done and then move to other lead generation strategies. So thank you, Gloria, for positioning that in a way that, that helped me clarify what I meant. The next is, is to kind of just think about the money map. And I, I think most of you guys have gotten past your apprehensions about your monthly fee and what you should be charging. But really, to a million dollars, there's a lot of different paths, right? You can have one client that pays you $83,000 per month, and that's a million dollars per year. You could have eight or nine clients paying you $10,000 per month. That would get to a, you to a million dollars per year. Or you could have 83 clients paying you $1,000 per month. Anything less than that is going to take you a heck of a long time. Like if you're charging $500 per month, it's going to, it's going to require 166 clients. If you're charging $100 per month, it's going to take you 830 clients. And so I really just want to emphasize, I feel like the sweet spot for you guys is somewhere in the $1,000 to $2,000 plus per month. Because it, at, really at $2,000 per month, you only need 40 clients, which is very attainable within a year. Whereas even at $1,000 per month, 83, 83 clients, I mean, it's it's manageable. It's like, okay, I can see that happening. But you're in the $750 to $650 to $500 per month range. It's going to take you a long time and a lot of new clients. And what's interesting is it takes as much energy. I mean, literally, believe me on this. It takes as much energy to sell someone a $2,000 a month program as it does to sell somebody a $500 a month program. So, you, you know, I mean, just just spend some time thinking about that. And, and your, your fastest path to the target is to sell fewer clients at a higher ticket. $500 per month gets no results for the client. Yeah, at $500 and less, you just you don't have the, the time, the resources, to actually do anything of significance to get them a great result. So, so great point. So on, on this front, really the, the business model fundamentals are one niche, right? Just focus on one niche. I'm not saying you have to be in one niche forever. Obviously we have plumbing and HVAC SEO. That's our, that's our niche and we've seen great growth. Um, but at least until you get to a million dollars, choose a niche, commit to it and stay in your lane. Stay focused on that until you get there. And, and do not give up. Do not surrender. Recurring revenue is the only way to go. No one-off projects. No check payments. 
no partial deposits. And let's let's look at a, a minimum of $1,000 per month. I really feel like that's the, um, you know, that's the model that's going to move you forward the quickest path and the quickest way, way possible. An example of this is, is John Tate, a guy that I work with closely. Um, he runs Agency Marketing Machines, which is a digital marketing agency for insurance agencies. And I was, I was working with him for like for, for, with him for like six or seven years. And initially he was in the fashion space. Um, he was selling um, in a local to anybody he could get his hands on. And after years and years kind of seeing us in the plumbing and HVAC space, seeing our growth, seeing our success, he's like, well, man, I'm not getting anywhere. Literally, I'm just basically covering my expenses every month and trying to get more clients. And he finally committed to really the niche and committed to the model, the $1,000 per month plus. And over the last two years, his agency has just, it's just exploded. Um, 2015 was when he, he like confirmed, all right, I'm in the agency space. I'm going after JV partnerships. Got him with Allstate, um, you know, a couple of the key agents within Allstate. And um, this 2017, he did 1.5 million. I believe he's actually going to do 2 million this year. And the big thing was just, changing the model, getting clarity on, you know, what am I going to charge? What niche am I going to be in? And staying focused on that particular space. And so if nothing else, hopefully this is reaffirmation for you. Need to be in the niche. I need to be focused and I need to be moving forward. So Dean says, very motivating. At least $1,000 to $2,000 per month makes a lot more sense. Absolutely. You need less clients. Uh, Gaurav says, Gaurav says, what about clients that we currently have? or will have in the future for application development. They're mostly one-off. Always to keep with some smart ways to change monthly retainer. Um, it, I mean, it's really up to you. If you've got a great development background, um, you know, you do what you think is right. Um, if you get this you know, six-figure opportunity to have some custom development done and that's a fit for you and you've got the systems and the team in order to get it done, um, it's up to you. For me and for my business, just shifted all all focus on on retainer, right? We don't sell any one-off stuff, um, and I don't you know I don't encourage it because I know that when you do a one-off, you're going to get a large deposit. It's going to be one-time fee. You're going to hustle to get the work done, and you're going to get the rest. And there's not going to be anything to show for it, right? You'll have a lump sum, but there's no um, there's no growth. There's no consistency of revenue. Where if you focus you know on incremental monthly recurring revenue growth, over time it starts to snowball, and you get to a place. When you know there's 20, there's 50, there's $100,000 per month coming in, and that really changes everything in terms of resource planning, in terms of personal financial controls, and you can really just have a different level of confidence. All right, so I, what I want to hear from you guys is what will you commit to within your model? Um, what can you change going into the fourth quarter, whether it's upping your price whether it's committing to monthly, whether it's just really reconfirming and really focusing on your niche. I want to hear from you guys in the, in the comments about this. So he says, do you have any sort of package levels in your program? We do, yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk through that. I think that's a, that's a great question. Um, Gaurav says, you're absolutely right. I'm realizing it 15 years into the business. Doing these projects where Gaurav, he gets a big fee, I would imagine, and then 50%, 50%, and then no consistency of revenue, and you feast in feast and famine, right? So Antonio says, stop networking and fully commit to my niche, right? So maybe you're sitting in BNI meetings, or he's going to Chamber of Commerce events, and he's getting leads from all of these other types of businesses, and 
and they're not congruent. One, one idea would be if you love networking and you're really good at it, just go into your network event meeting saying, look, I only work with restaurants or I only work with you know Italian restaurants, whatever your niche happens to be. Uh, that way the, 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 the referral network that you have can start to refer you the right kind of business. Um, Neil says, focus on, on recurring and my niche. Good. Um, and then Antonio says, exactly. That's exactly what I'm doing. Great. So now we, we kind of committed to our niche, which I committed to our model, which I think is really, really important. Um, Gloria is going to focus on building a little bit of a team. Fantastic. So the next thing is to fill the funnel, right? We talked about, you know, really choosing one lead generation strategy, building that funnel all the way through so that you, you have consistent flow and you know you've got customers coming in on a consistent basis and you don't have to chase people down. So when it comes to filling the funnel, really what I find a lot of people do is they, they want to move from opportunity to, to sales process, right? So here's a prospect, I want them to meet with me. So I'm going to send them an email and ask for an appointment. Or I'm going to cold call, I'm going to ask for an appointment. But the reality is people go through a process before they become a customer, become they, before they become a, pro, a, a, a buyer or a client. First thing, you know, really it is, if you look at it from a, a linear perspective, it's a prospect, I've got this backwards, it's actually a suspect, a prospect, a lead, and then a client. And what we want to do is put a process in place to move people up that ladder. So it's not, I've got a suspect that's now a lead, that's a client, it's I get a list of people that are suspects. So, so that's just a list of people within my niche that may or may not have any interest in what I have to do. I reach out to them and they become a prospect, either because they opt in or because they express interest in what I have. They become a lead when they raise their hand and sit down with me on a one-on-one -on -one sales process. And obviously they become a client when I close them through my sales process. And so we wanna be thinking along that linear path. So we need a pool of suspects that we can nurture into prospects that we can move to leads that we can then sell. And that's the funnel we want to build. That's what we want to have more and more suspects at the top that come down and turn into turn into clients. So really what are the steps to building this funnel? We talked about this being the number one thing for most of you guys on this call is you need a process to get prospects coming in to get clients on a monthly basis. So the, the first thing and the most fundamental thing I want all of you guys to have is a CRM with a database. So, um, and I, I mean, I think most of you have this. Um, sometimes I'm, I'm cursed by the curse of knowledge. And to me, marketing automation is just, it's baked into what I do, right? I would not think of prospecting or doing any work without having a database and a sequence of emails and things that are being triggered automatically. Um, and as I'm doing more one-on-one -on -one with, with agencies you know, at the at the scale scale phase and above, like they're doing twenty and thirty thousand dollars per month. I'm shocked by how many don't have um, a CRM with the database and some automation built in. So I, I want to make sure this is a starting point. There's no sense creating blogs, doing podcasts, conducting webinars if you don't have a database that you're nurturing and a bucket to put everybody in. You want to have a cold outreach on ramp. So that means you can take your, your suspect list or just a raw list of people within your niche, load them in, and then have a, a basic series of emails that warm introduces you, 
offers them your lead magnet, and then gets them warm added to your database. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about that and the best process for it. You need an opt-in funnel, which means this is where they enter your world, whether it was through cold or through you know, something they saw about you online where they can opt in and then have a sequence of emails going out to them. An appointment funnel, which means just basically after they get your lead magnet or exposed to your value, they can add themselves to your calendar for an appointment. Um, and then you need ongoing content development. You need to be adding value to the database, to the, to the prospects and suspects on a consistent basis. And that's really how you fill the funnel with people that are interested in what you do, that are influenced by you, that raise their hand to schedule appointments, that then come out of the bottom as paid monthly recurring clientele. So how do we get the list? Right, this is the biggest question on everybody's mind is, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. If I had a list, I could do some emails, I could invite them to webinars, but where do we get the list? It's kind of like a catch-22 situation. So. When it comes to list development, there's really three ways to build a list. Uh, option one is to buy the list, right? And there's there's pros and cons to all of these, really. But the the pro to buying a list is it's immediate, right? You can go out and get a list, have names and emails. The cons is sometimes it's not in very good quality. Um, obviously, they're going to be cold, so they're they're not going to have known and liked and trust you yet. Um, but it, it's immediate, and that's what a lot of us need. The second is to borrow the list. So how do we borrow a list? It's through JV partnerships. If you listen to the interviews with Jimmy Nicholas, uh, with Matt Coffey, uh, with even, I'm gonna be doing one with Brian who, who specializes in uh, land, landscaping and lawn care. A lot of them grew quickly through, through borrowed lists, which is getting a JV partner in your space, somebody that already is selling to your clients and to your prospects, um, may even be the, the association, right? Tapping into their authority, tapping into what they have in place, and aligning yourself, right? Saying, hey, look, let us let me give a webinar to your group. Let me send this information to your group. Let me send a copy of my book to the people within your within your sphere, and maybe there's a rev share, or maybe it's just a value add. I'll send business to you, send business to me. But one of the quickest ways is to borrow a list by JVing or joint venturing with people that already have access to your database. And the third you know, option is, is building, right? And I love building a list. You know, this is really where the long-term power is. This is where you build authority. They know, like, and trust you. They're very warm. Like when they come to you and schedule an appointment, it's not cold. It's like they're warmed up to, to the point of being an eight or a nine or a 10, where they're just being like, Hey man, I know you, I like you, I trust you. I've seen your case studies. I've seen what you do. I just want to, I just want to hire you. Right. And so that's the good part about building a list. The bad part is it takes time. Like you don't build a list overnight. You can't just automatically get thousands of people within your database that feel that way about you. That's something that you have to plant seeds, you have to do work, and you develop that over time. And so really over time, you know, all 2019, I want to focus on these three areas for developing your lists. But right now, let's focus on buy. Because we can buy a list, we can add them to a cold email on-ramp, and then we can we can start inviting them to our ongoing content development strategies. So how do we buy a, a decent list, right? And there's lots of ways to do this. Um, one easy way is to join the association. So you know, Clifford focuses on restaurants. I'm sure there's a restaurant association that you could join, or maybe if you focus on 
a specific type of restaurant. There's a that type of restaurant association and you can join and become an associate member and by becoming associate member they give you the name, email, phone number, in some cases the email addresses of the people within your database. So to me that's a great quality list. Um, they might not be the biggest companies but if they're part of the association it means they take their business seriously. They've paid to be part of the association so the data is usually going to be pretty clean and pretty accurate. Um, one of the pitfalls is a lot of times they don't give you the the email address. So another piece of this is you get the list and then you go to a scraper or you have a virtual assistant, look up all those companies and associate an email address with them. And usually you can get to like the 60 or 70% um, accuracy rate uh, or of company on the association to company with with um, with email address. Um, most, most associations are, are most uh, niches if you just search plum, list of plumbers, uh, plumbing marketing list, um, you, there's all kinds of services that have these massive databases that you can tap into. Those are usually low quality, um, so you want to have somebody comb through that and, and clean it up, but that's a way to get the list. Um, there are some great sources on Fiverr that I'll put in the members area, um, you know, Jeff has been experimenting with, where you can buy a database. The guy on, on Fiverr basically says, what's the niche? He uses LinkedIn and other tools, and he's got scrapers, and you come back with name, email, address, phone number, and um, it's pretty pretty cost effective. Um, and the other option would be to go to Upwork and just place a data entry order. So I'm looking for someone to data enter um, all of the roofers in Texas, right? And you believe it or not, there's people now on Upwork that that's their specialty. It's database development, list scraping, and so there's some great sources out there to build your list. And to me, this is foundational, right? If you don't have a list, then you can't do webinars and get anybody's attention. You can't create cheat sheets that are interesting. Um, you can't post blogs. You know, it's just the time frame between when you do that stuff and when it has an impact is, is months, if not years. Where if you get the list and you start direct outreaching to that list, you can start to get momentum in the, in the fourth quarter and really massive momentum going into the, into the next year. So from there, you want to offer your lead magnet, right? And you want to have a lead magnet that's interesting to the people within your niche. And I think the, the best way is get a cold list and then send them a, a, an on-ramp sequence of emails, which is just, hey, I wanted to reach out. I specialize in working with roofing contractors, and I've developed this three-step process for landing more, more roofing jobs, right? If you like it, reply back. Or if you like it, click here and opt in. If you send them something like that, very warm, very unassuming, on a three-touch process, and they don't opt out, and they don't reply and tell you to go pound sand, you can kind of assume that they're relatively, um, a relatively warm person to your emails, right? So, I mean, really, ideally, you'd get the cold list, you'd send it through a system that isn't your main CRM database, like you'd send it through Mailshake or something like that, three emails, and then you'd bring it into your main marketing system, whether that's Infusionsoft, ActiveCampaign, Agile CRM, or whatever other system that you happen to use. So, but in order to do that, you need to develop some type of, of lead magnet. Um, and so what I, what I really like is, um, there's supposed to be a visual here, is a cheat sheet, and Dean was asking about this the other day, should it be a cheat sheet, should it be a, um, a guide and in the in the members area I give you guys a pre-made guide which is which is a great start um, 
really what you want is something that's very easy for them to, to consume. It's something that they'd be like, hey, you know what? This is a three-step system, and it's like a three-page document. I can consume that in like 13 or 14 minutes and get value from it. You want that, right? You want something that they can opt in for with a sequence of emails that backs it up. So there's, there's an example of ours. It's the ultimate plumbing and HVAC online marketing checklist, 10 keys to online success. Um, I used yours, Dean, because I thought it looked so, so sharp. And so Dean is the online marketing checklist for pest control companies, which is a nice little visual, easy for them to opt in. Um, again, Dean, you're not getting a ton of traction on this because you need more volume. You need more people on your list. You need more people that are, that are looking at the website in order to get them to opt in for it. But this is a great starting point. Have something for them to opt in with a sequence of emails. Then you need an appointment funnel, which is once they opt in for whatever it is that you offer, you've got a video that says, hey, you know what, thanks for requesting that thing. You know, if you're like most pest control companies, you know, you want to get the checklist, you want to get the ideas, really you need execution. You need somebody that understands this and can implement it for you. And if that's you, I'd love to get you on my calendar and give you a free one-on-one -on -one strategy session, for instance. So, and then they can go straight to your calendar to book that in. And then once you've got those keys, and I think that's the starting point for all of you guys, um, if you don't have that, this should be your focus for the third quarter. Um, a list in a database, a opt-in funnel where they, you know, something interesting that they would opt in for with a sequence of emails, and a, an appointment funnel that leads them to an appointment for a one-on-one -on -one strategy session from you. And then for those of you guys that have it, the next is to develop a plan to develop even more inbound leads. And so good website that's niche focused with informational content that's not necessarily um, sales related, um, a proactive strategy that is, is going out to your niche via email, webinars, um, social media posts, the, the whole nine yards. And it's all both inbound, outbound, online, and offline. So Gloria's like, wait a minute, you said one, one lead generation strategy. And again, that's, that's, I want you guys to see the big picture. There's lots of things you should do and can do. Make sure you get one that's working and then you roll out another. And so really what I'm going to encourage you guys is one project per month. So you've got three quarters left. I mean, three months left in this quarter. So October might be the, the opt-in funnel. November might be the uh, appointment funnel. And then December might be a webinar funnel, like where you start inviting people to your, to your webinars. So one key marketing strategy per month. And so there's lots of different things you can do. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. I'm just going to kind of breeze through it because I want you guys to pick things that you can actually execute. So email marketing, since once you've got your database, commit to email your database at least once a week. So there's constantly something interesting and relevant going out to them. Association involvement. Again, this is where you can choose your list, but it's also um, you know showing up at the events. There's local events, there's national events. Figuring out where those events are happening, seeking sponsorship opportunities where you can stand at the back. Extremely powerful to get yourself in front of your ideal prospects and to generate opportunities. Um, leverage email, I mean leveraging the internet, doing SEO for yourself, running pay-per-click. So if someone typed in restaurant marketing, why not show up in paid search for that? Why not bring them into your lead funnel? And then social media, having a, a social media um, page, like a Facebook page, Twitter, LinkedIn profile that's targeting your particular niche, and then considering having a group 
Like I have the Plumbing and HVAC Marketing Mastermind group where all of my prospects get funneled into a group that's a prospect group. And then when they become a client, they go into a client group. Having them in a, in a Facebook group gives you the ability to, to really aggregate them in a secondary list. People are so bombarded with emails that um, you know a lot of your stuff doesn't get delivered. A lot of it doesn't get seen. But when it comes to, to Facebook direct message, uh, Facebook groups, they get alerts, they see that. And so it's another way to get your message delivered and received. Um, an automatic webinar that you can be running on a consistent basis that people get invited to automatically, they can attend, they can be influenced, they can raise their hand. Um, strategic cold calling, reaching out to invite people to your webinar. Um, speaking engagements, like really speaking at the national and local events. Um, leveraging strategic direct mail to your niche, to your dream 100 group, so not to everybody, but a very high quality three touch campaign to your top prospects. And then ongoing content marketing. So rolling out new content, rolling out new webinars on an ongoing basis. So, I mean, this is like uh, a ton of stuff, right? You can't do all of it at once. Really what I want you to do is within your funnel and kind of like the whole big picture of what was just described, like what are the three projects or the three marketing initiatives you can commit to and put in place over the next quarter, by the end of the year. So I want to hear from you guys in the in the comments box. What are the three you'll commit to? And I'll tell you, um, some of you guys have heard of Alan Hillsberg. He's from Funeral Marketing Services. He's in our Elite Mastermind program. Um, he started you know, coming to my office as a seven-figure agency member um, like four years ago. And, and when he came, he didn't have a niche. Um, he was a generalist agency doing a lot of mobile web development, doing a lot of... Um, one-off website designs, and he decided, yeah, like I need to be in a niche, I need to charge monthly recurring, um, but I, I remember him telling me this, and I can say this because he told me it was okay to, um, he came down to our office from New York to Miami, sat in a power day where we were just kind of showing our office, talking about the plan, talking about how to grow, and we were going to dinner that night, and he wanted to go, but financially it was like such a tight situation that that he couldn't afford it. Um, and it, or he, he would have to like kind of put himself into debt in order to do it. And it's hard for me to imagine Alan now, um, as a true seven-figure agency, having been in that place where he was like, man, I can't even afford it to, I, mean, I, I put this trip on credit card and I'm here at a risk and I can't afford to, to pay for the dinner. Um, and so, but he, he made the transition and, you know, today his business is, is doing like $79,000 a month recurring. He's like, just a fraction away from being a true seven-figure agency. And um, the big thing that he changed, he started direct outreach. That was his play. He did it great. That was his one channel that he worked. He called three people every single day that would accept his, ex like, kind of, hey, I'm Alan Hillsborough from Funeral Marketing Services. I've developed this guide. Is it okay for you, for me to send it to you, right? He would get three people and say, yeah, go ahead and send it. We'll look at it. Then he would follow up diligently the people that opened it. Hey, did you look at it? What were your thoughts? I'd love to schedule a time to show you what we can do. And that got him to like $30,000, $40,000 per month in recurring revenue. What really accelerated him to the next level was that he started to develop automation and put some systems in place. He joined the association. He started doing um, you know, some webinars. And by doing that on a consistent basis, that's how he moved away from one-to-one -one selling, you know, one-to-one -one prospecting to the next level. So, so again, some of you guys are posting. I want to hear from you. You know, the last thing I want out of this session is for you to like sit here and write a lot of notes and then don't do anything. 
you need to commit, like what specifically are you going to do this quarter in order to move things forward? All right, so Chris says he's gonna target, he's gonna select a niche, he's gonna do the marketing automation um, in terms of getting the list, he's gonna build his opt-in funnel and his appointment funnel. So he's going aggressive with four things. Antonio says he's gonna put a direct mailer to the top 100. He's gonna get his opt-in funnel and his appointment funnel in place, awesome. So I, want, I really want you guys to commit, you know, this is one of the big things that all of you guys were saying was a struggle, is to build this automation and, and get clients coming to you pre-positioned to buy. So the third thing is building authority, right? And you know, there's lots of things we can do to build authority. Um, have a core keynote presentation, um, develop your marketing guide, um, have your niche focused website, start to develop some case studies. So once you've got five or six clients, you need a case study, you need one client that you just crushed it for, that you can say, here's their website, here's the result, and we'll have a formalized process for developing that. Um, put together some video-based training and webinars, white papers and guides, develop a book on internet marketing like what um, like Clifford has done in restaurants, um, email, email follow-up sequences, podcasts. I have two podcasts that we run. We run the, um, the expert interviews or the plumbing marketing podcast where I interview million dollar plus plumbing companies. Um, no reason you couldn't do that. It's pretty easy to do. I've got a complete swipe deploy in the members area for that as well as a internet marketing podcast, which I do monthly webinars. I take the audio from that, put it up as a podcast. So there's constantly new content. And then a, a printed newsletter. And so these are some of the things you can do to position yourself as the expert within your, within your, within your business. So Gloria, you're with us. I took one of the pictures you posted in the group of you presenting in front of the, the people within your, uh, your promotional product space. So cool. But really, for me, the number one thing that you can do to, um, to position yourself as the authority um, after you've got this list and you've got the opt-in funnel is to do webinars on a monthly basis. I'm going to tell you why I think this is so important. Um, I'm not talking about the recorded webinar. I'm talking about live new content on a monthly basis. So I want to go through this real quick because we're, we're hitting the one, an hour and 10 minute um, point. But really... It gives you a reason to email your list multiple times. Right? Now you've got, you've, you've, let's just pretend you've got your database with a couple thousand people within your niche. You sent them the on-ramp email, right? And so some of them got your guide, some of them raised their hand, but most of them just kind of said, okay, I got some emails from this guy or gal, and that's that. The, you have to be touching them with high-value information on a consistent basis. And so a webinar about any variety of topics, how to set up their website, how to get online reviews, how to leverage social media, um, how to use paid search, how to track their marketing. Those are all different webinars that you can run. And you can send multiple emails. Hey, Tuesday at 3, I'm going to be doing a webinar on how to set up your promotional product website for maximum conversion. right? And so if you think along those lines, every month you do a new webinar on a different topic, You've got a reason to email them multiple times, the webinar invite, the reminder right before it starts, and then the replay after it's done. You create attention. Just by virtue of putting out content and sending these emails, you create attention. You're able to drive multiple streams of new content. So once you do the webinar, right, you've got the live webinar, which is a piece of content. You've got the recorded version, which is up in YouTube, which then draws, you know, people watch that and they're like, oh man, I want to go back and learn more about this company if you, if you do it right in the tagging. 
Um, you can slice up your content into multiple sections. So if you did one on how to optimize your website for conversion, you know, there might be four key bullets and each one of those could be a separate video that you load up into, into YouTube. Um, you can take the, the, the recording and a little bit of the description and make a, a webinar, I mean a blog post on your website. You can take the audio of that and put it into a podcast like I talked about. Um, you can upload the slides to SlideShare. So the point is doing webinars creates um, a lot of power. Like that's why I do webinars every single month for my niche. And this is something I really want to encourage you guys to do. And then you can promote the heck out of it in social media, right? The webinars coming up, the replay, the sliced up pieces all into social media, boost some of those posts, run campaigns to some of those posts. And this is great authority, which again, fills the top of your funnel, nurtures the list that you already have, moving people from, from suspect to prospect, right? And helps you schedule appointments. So, you know, if nothing else, you guys, for those of you that are members in the members area, you've got access to the, the main webinars that I run, right? The 2018 internet marketing plan, how to optimize your website for conversion, the new SEO blueprint, Google maps, how to leverage pay-per-click, um, how to tap into, vi how to leverage video. There's lots of great webinars and they're all pre pre-set up for you. So I want to encourage you guys to, to commit to do at least one webinar this quarter. But if, if in the perfect world, get your list and then do one webinar per month, one in October, one in November, one in December. I promise you, if you do that, your funnel is going to start to fill. Your authority is going to start to develop and you're going to start to get customers coming to you pre-positioned to buy. And I know, um, Dean, you did your first webinar this, this last quarter. I know it was a, it was a challenge for you. Um, there wasn't a ton of people that showed up, but I promise you, if you leverage that in the right way and you start to do it on a consistent basis, um, it will, it will definitely pay dividends. Didn't realize I left these slides in here. So again, you know, these are there. Um, some people, I want to reemphasize this because some people don't realize it. You've got the actual presentation in PowerPoint and Keynote. You've got the emails that I used to promote the webinar. Um, in some cases, you get the social posts that I used. So this is pretty swipe and deploy, right? Come up with a topic, put it into your calendar, set it up on GoToMeeting or Zoom, and then send out the emails, run the webinar, and then load it up into YouTube. And you've got a, a consistent fulcrum for communicating with, with your database and creating opportunity. So I want to I want to really ask what you're going to commit to in the fourth quarter. So we set some goals: how much recurring revenue. Um, we updated our sales retention tracking sheet. If you didn't get it done on this session, I want you to do it today. It's already the the second. Don't let another day go by. Get that project done. Update that sales retention tracking sheet. Um, and, and, and we set some activities and it's going to be different for each of you, but I want to know, some of you already posted it, what projects are you going to work on? Like what are the three marketing initiatives you're going to put in place? Is it setting up your database? Is it building the list? Is it developing the lead magnet, appointment funnel, hot lead follow-up, which is like after someone meets with you, all of the emails that you send over a two week period to convert them without having to chase them down. Um, how many move forward conversations will you have? Dean's been testing this without lots of great success, but this was a critical success for, for Alan. Co connecting with three people a day, getting them to accept um, his, his messaging via email, and then have those move forward conversation turns into sales. Uh, what webinars will you conduct? I really want you guys to think about this. Um, I want you to come up with the, the, the at least the one or two webinars that you're going to run. I want you to pull up your calendar right now, not tomorrow, not 
you know, a week from now, right now and plug it in. So October 15th, I'm doing a webinar on how to set up my website for conversion. November 12th, I'm doing one on how to optimize for search engines to get ranked on page one. And then December 14th, I'm gonna do one on um, how to generate online reviews for your roofing business, right? So I'm gonna pause right now because I think this is critically important. We're building our plan. Um, I wanna know from you guys what webinars you'll commit to and what date you'll put them in. I know there's a gap in time here because I asked the question and then you guys have to pull up your calendar and it's kind of awkward, but I want to hear from at least a couple of you. Last thing, again, the last thing I want is for you guys to sit on this. Oh yeah, this would be a good idea. I should do some webinars. And then um, don't do anything. That's pointless. <clears throat> Arthur Gloria, October 15th is going to do one on creating a marketing plan. I like it. Um, Dean's going to do one October... 11th on website conversion. Beautiful. Antonio, October 23rd on what? Um, the other thing is, you know, major opportunity that you guys should all do is your 2019 internet marketing plan webinar. All of these guys are thinking about 2019 already, believe it or not. So in November or December, put it on your calendar now to do one on your 2019 internet marketing plan for roofers, for promotional product companies. And then that's that's just kind of like the broad brush, right? Here's all the things you should do. And I've got that webinar for you. It's very good, very easy to swipe and deploy. So pencil that one in for, you know, mid-December or the end of, end of November. Awesome. So, all right, so we, we kind of, we fleshed out the model, right? And we guys got clear on our, we got clear on our niche. We got clear on what we're gonna charge. Um, we got clear on not trying to do too much, but really get one particular thing done each month. Um, we talked about filling the funnel and the key funnels we need to build over the next quarter. We're not going to try and do them all at once. We're going to do one per month for the rest of the quarter and have our core funnel built. Um, and we're going to do some things to build authority, primarily association involvement and um, webinars, committing to doing webinars on a consistent basis to really build up that authority and get those customers coming to us pre-positioned to buy. So there's a lot of extra steps, right? There's a lot of other things that really go into play in terms of building a true seven-figure agency, right? We touched on three. Um, you know, for getting clients, you really have to have sales mastery. You got to get good at taking people through the consultative sales process and being able to close, you know, 50 plus percent of the people that you meet with into clients on monthly retainers. And there's a, there's a real process for that that you need to practice and you need to hone. Um, from a fulfillment perspective, we chose our model, but we need to package our services. We need to systematize them, really get clear on what it is that needs to get done when and by who. And we need to start to develop a team, whether that's a virtual team or an in-house team. We need to tap into talent so we're not doing it all ourselves. And then to truly retain the clients, we got to have a strong kickoff, which is the, the welcome basket, the onboard sequence, the onboard questionnaire, like really have a, a choreographed onboard that creates a great feeling and a great relationship. We need to develop a good communication rhythm where we're touching our clients every month with solid reporting that's based on the results, not necessarily just the activities. We need to be seeing the vision in terms of where we're gonna go. And I really, I believe 
that when you get this fleshed out and you're world class in all three of these areas, that's when you, you don't have to worry about money because there's plenty of money coming in from the clients. You have freedom because you have a team and systems to get the work done. And then you're having an impact because you're serving clients, they're getting results, and they're staying with you long term. Again, that's that's really what I want for all of you guys. And and so, you know, whether you're part of the seven figure agency membership or not, you know, if you feel like you need additional ongoing support, mentorship, accountability to help execute this stuff, then I really believe you become an average of the people that you hang out with most of the time. And you know, really that's that's why we developed our mastermind program, which is really all around spending one-on-one time with you, developing these plans, holding you accountable, putting you with a peer group of other people on the same process to, to help you accomplish your goals and move your agency to the next level. And so really what it includes is, is you know, monthly mastermind sessions with me and, and, and a peer group that's of similar size and similar scope to you. Um, it includes live in-office events here three times per year, depending upon which tier you're in. Um, and the accountability that you really need in order to move things forward. So there's a little bit of live component, which you can see over here on the left. And a lot of it is, is Zoom meetings, right? Where we're looking at each other, we're talking. I know a number of you guys are in these groups. We've got Dean that's in a mastermind group. We've got, um, who else that's on with us right now? Um, well, I think you might've jumped off, but definitely Dean is in the group. Antonio's in the group, there you go. and. Um, I mean, it's powerful, right? There's just power in having that additional um, additional layer of support. So we, we, broke the, we broke the mastermind groups into three tiers. There's the ignition, there's accelerating, and there's elite. So ignition is for, for guys and gals just trying to get their first 15 clients or their first 15K. We look at it on the, on the chart. It's usually between startup and struggle. It's all really focused around getting your first 15 clients, getting your first 15K in monthly recurring, as quickly as possible, right? And that's really what we focus on in that group. Um, there's the accelerate group, which is really for guys between 15 and 50. Usually at that point, you're you're kind of in between um, struggle and scale. Usually you're, you're kind of at scale. And the focus at that level is really more around putting systems in place, building the team, making sure the sales engine continues to purr. And the beauty of it is, you know, you're hanging out with people that are in a similar area as you in their business. And then there's the elite mastermind, which is, um, you know, half a million dollars per year and, and on, usually at the at the success and scale level. If we look at that at that chart, and um, it's just a great group of really high performance individuals. In there, we've got Jimmy Nicholas, we've got Alan Hillsberg, we've got Brian, uh, we've got Michael um, Tasner. You know, all guys doing half a million dollars per year and scaling to the next level. So I'd like to invite you. You know, you probably fit into one of these three areas. Again, if we look at it in, in terms of this triangle, we try and plug you into a group that's with you at your same level, give you the additional support and and you know peer group that you need in order to move things forward and really move you from, from startup to struggle to scale to success with the long-term goal for everybody to get to, to significance. So if that sounds good to you and you'd like to, to potentially be part of one of these mastermind programs, I'd love to chat with you. Um, you can either send me an email. Um, you can post in comments, hey, I'm interested, at which point I'll, I'll reach out to you right away. We'll schedule a one-on-one uh, -on -one, um, acceleration session. What we do on that is we just kind of talk about where you're at today, where you're looking to go, what's working well, and kind of where you're getting stuck right now. Um, and we'll develop a plan. And if it looks like a great fit to move forward, 
Um, we'll talk about how we can work together and get you into one of the masterminds. If not, that's that's completely fine too, right? Um, you'll get a good plan. I'll get to know you a little bit better, and um, I'll, I'll learn more about how I can help you and support you within the within the membership. So I'm excited about this. I hope all of you guys got some good ideas. More than anything else, you know, I hope that you got clarity on on where you're looking to go within your agency. You've got clarity on your goals for the quarter. You've got clarity on the projects that you need to work on. And so as as a piece of homework, an extra bonus for all of you guys, I'd love it if, you know, you fill out your, your sales retention tracking sheet, send that to me, that way I have it, right? Um, but then fill out an agency growth declaration. It's the last page in our worksheet. And it's by December 31st, 2018, I will have X number of clients in the X niche and I'll be billing X amount per month. You know, if you don't, if you can't find the worksheet, just send me an email with this agency growth declaration, right? This is powerful for you to not just think it, not just write it down, but really call it into existence and reality, put it out there to be held accountable for. Send me that. I'd love to see it. The other thing I want to encourage you to do would be to record a video of yourself, turn on ScreenFlow, mapping out your plan. So saying, today is October 2nd, 2018. And right now, I've got X amount of clients. I'm billing X amount per month. By the end of the, the year, and this is your recording this for yourself for January 1st or December 31st, I will have this amount of clients with this much recurring revenue, and this is what I'm going to get done. I'm going to build this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Those two things can can really move you from talking about it, um, kind of like piddling around with it, and actually getting it done, right? So I want to encourage you, if you're down for doing a little bit of a bonus, um, definitely send me an email with this agency growth declaration and record a video. Doesn't have to be long, doesn't have to be short, as long as you feel comfortable outlining, here's where I'm at, here's where I want to go, and here's what I'm going to get done. And know that you're going to be able to play that back for yourself is, is extremely powerful. So thank you guys for joining me. Thank you for your interaction. I really enjoyed this today. And uh, I look forward to hearing from you guys as you implement these plans, as you hit your growth targets, and really helping to support you. That's what the Seven Figure Agency membership is for. It's to help you plug in the gaps and to get you know, to whatever the next level in your business is. So I'll see you guys in the Facebook group. If you have questions, feel free to reach out anytime. If you're interested in being part of uh, one of the mastermind programs, um, email me, hit me up on personal message on Facebook, and I'll look forward to talking with you soon. Let's crush the fourth quarter and go into 2019 super, super strong. I'll talk to you guys later.